Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This show is brought to you by my friends at Alliance and Trust. In wild times like these, you need more than financial product salespeople. You need a firm that looks at the entirety of your life and helps you with strategies that coordinate all disciplines of good stewardship so you can manage wisely what God has given you and thrive in these times of chaos and confusion. Have a team that acts as consultants in the business of you. Let Alliance and Trust help you to plan for what's next. To learn more and get your free copy of Alliance and Trust's book on financial stewardship, Wisdom Before Wealth, visit friendofbrice.com or call 805-371-8020. And because of our regulatory agencies and the fact that they think you are total rubes, I need to tell you, this is a paid advertisement. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show. So today we have another news segment for you. But first, follow us on Rumble, hit the subscribe button on your podcast app, and share these episodes with your friends. It really helps me out. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Super Bryce Eddy or The Bryce Eddy Show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Bryce Eddy One. So I'm going to start today with... Um, a little bit of disturbing news, and I say disturbing because of the contrast here. So Enrique Tario of the Proud Boys was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison um, for his role in January 6th and the so-called um, uh, worst day ever in the history of our country where uh, democracy uh, our democracy, what they really mean is their democracy was under attack. So in addition to Enrico Tario, um, they also sentenced Joe Biggs um, for 17 years, Zachary Real sentenced to 15 years, and Ethan Nordeen uh, was also sentenced to 18 years. So uh, these three guys uh, were all proud boys and got the uh, terrorism enhancement. And so far, um, Enrico Tario has been um, sentenced to the longest um, term in federal prison out of all of them and out of all of the uh, dissidents that day, all of the uh, seditious uh, conspiracy uh, folks that uh, attacked the Capitol on that day. Now, why should we care about this? Well, uh, uh, of course, it's obvious um, we should all be disturbed about the um, uh, weaponization of our justice system. Uh, I've talked about on the show before, we have the in crowd and the out crowd. And the Proud Boys are definitely the out crowd. Uh, they set us up for this um, uh, quite a few years ago when, when you saw the trend towards uh, the FBI labeling people as domestic extremists or domestic terrorists. And those domestic terrorists and those domestic extremists are really all of us, the people who uh, do not go along with the current narrative of the day. So we're the folks that want to... 
um, push back against our government. Um, we're the folks that believe that we are going towards an increasingly authoritarian regime. Uh, we are the folks that think that our government has grown uh, too big for its britches. And so um, we're the political enemies. And there is a two-tier justice system, as I've said before. So far, more than 1,100 people have been federally charged in connection to uh, January 6th. And over 600 people have been sentenced with um, at least 350 people charged with assault or impeding law enforcement. Now, remember, um, you know, we don't endorse um, anything other than peaceful protests. And the fact that some of these uh, folks uh, during January 6th, um, you know, got egged on uh, in a mob mentality and pushed and fought police and all of that is absolutely abhorrent. And and we want to say that that's wrong, and we do. Um, But there's a uh, a big difference uh, between what we saw there on January 6th and what's happened to the in crowd. And who's the in crowd? Well, BLM and the uh, peaceful but fiery protesters that we saw in Wisconsin and uh, Beverly Hills and other places around the uh, the country that had riots going for an entire summer. Um, let's not forget that they actually burned or attempted to burn down federal courthouses. They uh, locked police officers in police stations and tried to burn them down. Um, there was actual uh, dramatic injuries to police. We actually have more than 30 people killed during these riots, during the summer of love. And most of these folks will never face any kind of actual judgment or sentences that are anywhere um, close to what they are delivering to many of the J6 folks who have been, uh, many of them, in pre-trial confinement. Uh, Many of them uh, have had their constitutional rights violated since the beginning, where, again, you saw the BLM writers and protesters um, uh, actually be released, and you have their bail paid for by our celebrity class and others. So what's the difference? Well, again, it's the in-crowd versus the out-crowd. Um, in the case of Enrico Tario and, um, and all of these guys, they have that terrorism enhancement on it. Um, now, what I find fascinating about this is Enrico Tario wasn't even in Washington, D.C. Now, what they said was that he was um, in charge of uh, the, uh, the Proud Boys. So as the leader, although he wasn't there, um, he is the guy that orchestrated the, this event and drove them to it and said, hey, go do this, um, you know, go cause this destruction and prevent this um, – uh, certification of the uh, election. So I, I think we see, again, anyone who's reasonable, uh, and I and I mean really reasonable, not fake reasonable like the Krasenstein brothers or other people that play that game, but any reasonable human being looking at this and looking at the difference between these things, um, ha- you know, you have to see that there is uh, two uh, systems of justice, because also we can't forget that there was um, an acknowledgement, um, again, by our government not acknowledging how many P- FBI uh, were in that uh, crowd. We know that there was FBI agents in the crowd. We know that the FBI agents were 
actually um, uh, ginning up and encouraging a, a march on the Capitol. We have Ray Epps and other folks that uh, still have not really seen uh, any kind of um, uh, uh, justice on them at all or, you know, all of the uh, the target has been really on anyone who is um, associated with the uh, out crowd and the opposition. So, you know, we're, we're going to continue to watch this. Um, the hope is for uh, a President Trump or some other president to come in and and end up pardoning these guys after the fact. And I know they're uh, holding hope to that. But it's a miscarriage of justice, and I think we're uh, due for a lot of this stuff. Let's also um, keep in mind right now with this, um, as we're doing this contrast, they also never apologized to us uh, for lying about five cops being killed that day. And and a lot of people still have in in that in their mind that it was um, anything other than a Trump supporter, Ashley Babbitt, being killed that day, and others uh, being beaten um, who were Trump supporters. So, um, moving on from that story, I wanted to hit real quickly what's going on with Mitch McConnell. So. Mitch McConnell, we've seen him freeze up a couple of times in um, news events, news uh, press events, uh, speech events, and the guy is um, is incredibly old at this point, and where I, I'm coming from on this is there should be a point at which people graciously bow out. There should be a point at which people let go of the reins of power. And I think that there is such a compelling temptation for guys like Mitch McConnell to stay in power for so long and to be institutionalized um, you know, within this power structure. And the truth is that he should step down. Dianne Feinstein should step down. Dianne Feinstein is our California senator, and, um, you know, she is out of her mind. She is uh, senile. Um, She is unable to fill her role and duty as senator here in California. Now, there's a lot of folks that don't want her to step down because, you know, her being there and being ineffective, um, uh, it might be good for the right And so, you know, why have her step down and have them uh, appoint someone young and vigorous that could uh, cause all kinds of trouble uh, for us on the right um, being involved in the Senate? But, you know, I'm I'm beyond that. I I think that we need to wholesale, whether it's our side or their side, have some sort of um, age limit or cognitive tests um, and also impairment tests, because, you know, this also leads me to think about um, Fetterman in Philadelphia. So, um, uh, Pennsylvania, excuse me, uh, Fetterman, uh, you know, has had a, a stroke, is still suffering from that, has um, a, an inability to communicate. He also has uh, suffered from mental health uh, conditions as well, uh, depression. Remember, the guy went off the reservation there for a little while, disappeared, uh, and and other people, staffers, were running his campaign. Um, the job of a senator, uh, you would hope, 
needs to be um, uh, done by someone that actually has a pulse, someone that can actually think and clearly communicate. But, you know, hey, maybe not. Maybe that's why uh, so many people that are stupid run for those uh, offices. Uh, Maybe uh, all you need is just a a, a lust for power or a wife that wants to keep you in there. And I think that that's uh, that's what's happening here in this situation. So anyway, let's get these guys to retire. Let's get some young people. Let's get some people who are old enough to have wisdom, um, old enough to have experience, but are um, still uh, continent and uh, can, can still, um, you know, get their act together and do right by their voters. Bryce Eddy here. Hey, we've all heard about D.C. politicians and their incredibly well-timed, quote-unquote, stock trades. Well, according to veteran trader Ross Givens with Traders Agency, it's all true. These politicians have made absolute fortunes for themselves trading stocks. Ross has revealed there's a largely unknown legal loophole that allows regular people, patriots like you and me, to see when these elite insiders are buying up stocks and how to follow their lead to incredible profit opportunities. Now, Ross has been doing this for a long time. He's a former vice president of investment management at J.P. Morgan Chase. He's been trading stocks for almost 20 years and teaching clients how to trade their own money for almost a decade. And we've just been blown away by everything Ross has revealed, including exactly what this trading loophole is and how it works, how he's learned from these insiders for nearly a decade, and how his stock picks have gained 88% in seven days, 234% in eight weeks, and even 1,787% in two years. Go to theinsidertrades.com to start following these insiders yourself and get a free stock pick of one of the hottest symbols that is seeing huge insider buying right now. That website is theinsidertrades.com to see when these political insiders are buying stocks and get your free stock pick. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. So I'm following pretty closely what's happening with the um, uh, COVID story right now. Um, You're probably hearing, if you're paying attention to the news at all, that uh, all of these celebrities um, are coming down with COVID. And what I find interesting about it is it's like everybody's giddy about it. Um, everybody's excited that uh, that COVID might be returning. And, and by that, I mean the mainstream media and, and uh, all of the COVID, COVID enthusiasts that, uh, that got bummed out when it uh, left and they no longer get to shame people about masks and they get to no longer breathlessly talk about how devastating this thing was and, and um, you know, compare notes to how uh, uh, long their um, bout of illness was and, and how, you know, many tissues they went through. So, um, you know, they're breathlessly at it again. They're excited. Um, they are celebrating the return. But the, the fact is, it hasn't returned. It's always been here, and it's something that we're going to live with, um, you know, like we do the seasonal flu and anything else. Uh, people get sick, folks. Okay, big deal. Um, what I hope happens is what I'm, I'm, I'm seeing right now is that people are not going to comply. And that's my encouragement to everyone. Make it incredibly painful for people to uh, suggest that you have to wear a mask. Make it incredibly painful. Um, uh, don't, don't go and take uh, tests and all of that nonsense. If you get sick, Go and rest at home like we used to do. Uh, you know, make yourself a, a hot uh, soup and, you know, binge watch um, some hopefully edifying Netflix program. 
But, but you know, um, the other thing that I'm finding interesting is there's some data that's coming out uh, that's suggesting that the people that are getting sick are the folks that um, we're, were vaccinated and boosted. So I'm watching that pretty carefully, and it's, uh, it's again, coming out that uh, they may be the ones that are uh, quick to get this thing again. So um, natural immunity, folks, we need it. Take your vitamins, get your rest. Get out in the sun, get your vitamin D, and we will survive it. Our regulatory agencies think you are total rubes and idiots. So I have to tell you that Alliance and Trust family pays me to say this, but I did grow up with them, and they've handled my entire financial world for nearly 30 years. And as a testament to their talents, they've managed to keep me not just out of trouble, which in and of itself is remarkable, but they've helped me to build real wealth. They've assisted me through complex business transactions and family matters. Now even my daughters are working with Uncle Randy to put financial disciplines in place for their futures. Invest with people who share our values and will help you to be a good steward with what God has given you. Let Alliance and Trust help you to plan for what's next. To learn more and get your free copy of Alliance and Trust's book on financial stewardship, Wisdom Before Wealth, visit friendofbrice.com or call 805-371-8020. Another quick update that we're watching that I'm very concerned about right now is Maui. So, and now that it's out of the news cycle, uh, I'm afraid that we're going to forget about it. And one of my biggest concerns about uh, Maui and one of my biggest predictions is the Lahaina area is going to be raised and going to be sold and mega mansions uh, filled with celebrity um, uh, knuckleheads are going to be uh, put in its place. And I think that's pretty clear that that's going to happen, particularly because of the real tepid response from FEMA and uh, uh, the challenge that folks are uh, having in getting aid. And when I say getting aid, not just from FEMA, but from actual charitable organizations, they have set up a um, perimeter around Lahaina that is preventing people um, and aid workers and uh, volunteer charities and even folks that live there in Maui who could provide services from actually getting in. The other thing that's interesting about what's happening now in Maui is they have not increased the death toll. Um, They are still saying that there are thousands that are missing, but um, it's really only in the hundreds the last time I checked as far as actual death toll. They're also um, avoiding talking about how many of those deaths were children. It's getting a little bit dark and a little bit suspicious, and I think we need to continue to put pressure on them. Shows like this um, and and other alternative media sources need to do whatever we can to highlight this. I know there's some you know brave people that are going in there and uh, and uh, attempting to capture as much as they can uh, with undercover video. Uh, we'll be following those stories and those folks as well because this is a uh, a very very um, frightening thing that's happening in Maui, uh, the fact that they can just disappear, the destruction that happened there, um, put these people into a, a point of great suffering, um, squeeze them financially to the point that they cannot 
rebuild and will be forced to sell. And of course, they'll be forced to sell uh, that beautiful beachfront property to very wealthy individuals um, who will uh, will take advantage of that. Um, I um, I also uh, think that we need to just um, be praying for these folks. Uh, because it's it's just a tremendous amount of destruction that's that's happening in an already strained culture, and and also if you are able to uh, take a trip there, a lot of the news media has has told people to stay away, um, but uh, the entirety of Hawaii is really built upon tourism. That is their their economic engine. So um, the fact that a lot of these people are simultaneously out of work should be heartbreaking for all of us. So if you can pop on a plane over there, uh, the uh, the costs are are really cheap right now. Um, the let's let's do what I do what we can to support them financially by actually going and visiting and um, and and being a part of that um, tourism economy. Do you know what I like? Delicious all-American meat. You know what I like even more? When that American meat is free. That's why I love Good Ranchers. They source the best meat in America and deliver it to your door. Even better, right now, they are offering two years of free ground beef to anyone who subscribes. That's a $480 value. Not only are you going to get the best cuts of meat from a trusted 100% American-sourced company, but you're also going to lock in your price for two whole years when you subscribe to any of their boxes. That's two years of free, high-quality ground beef and a locked-in price. No other meat company guarantees you 100% American meat and a locked-in price. That's because no one else is Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com today and use my code BRYCE for $25 off and $480 of free ground beef in your first two years. Remember, subscribe to any box to lock in your price on America's best meat for two whole years as well. That's GoodRanchers.com, code B-R-Y-C-E for over $500 in savings. Subscribe to Good Ranchers, American Meat Delivered. All right, so local news here in California. California continues their velocity of atrocities. The latest one is a California shoplifting um, uh, bill. Now, it's not really a shoplifting bill. What it is, though, is it's Bill 553, and it is put um, in place and, and touted as a workplace violence protection. And so some of the things that it does that are, um, you know, kind of taking uh, center stage in this bill is it... Um, it compels employers uh, whose workers face credible threat of violence to provide effective uh, violence prevention training, uh, maintain incident logs, um, allow em- uh, it allows employers to seek restraining orders so the employer can be an entity in seeking a restraining order. It doesn't have to be an individual um, uh, against a violent individual uh, who you know might be coming on their premises, you know, so it, it could be a uh, a former employee. Um, years ago, uh, in in our business, we had um, a uh, spouse, uh, a, a newly uh, divorcee, um, a divorce. 
uh, spouse that was violent coming in and threatening one of the employees, and we were all on alert, and, and they uh, they kind of um, notified uh, those of us that can handle business uh, to be on the lookout for this guy, and, and they had a, uh, a code that they'd put out uh, over our phone system if they needed help at the front desk, and, and um, you know, there was a couple of... Um, situations that came from this guy until that um, employee was able to secure a restraining order. But so what this would allow um, is for the employer to say, hey, this guy's not allowed on the premises and, and actually have a, uh, uh, a restraining order and, and, uh, and prevention um, from them doing that, which, which I think, hey, a lot of those things are great. Um, they're, they're also um, uh, going to uh, allow unions to seek restraining orders on an employee's behalf um, without uh, them being named in the complaint um, for privacy. So, you know, some of those things, hey, that sounds good. But but put into this bill is something that will increase crime again here in California. And this is um, at a time when crime is already skyrocketing, uh, shoplifting and retail theft is going through the roof. Um, if you're on social media at all, you're seeing um, uh, hundreds of videos. Uh, we've talked about it on the show. Uh, you know, we had our local Nordstrom hit. Um, we're having these uh, mobs of, of people come in um, and, and do these, you know, uh, flash mob looting gangs. We're also having um, uh, people just walk into a CVS and start to, you know, empty things into their uh, their backpack and, you know, grab the medicine off the shelves and the toiletries and the liquor and whatever else they can to the point at which a lot of these stores are going out of business. Um, you know, Beverly Hills uh, has has just uh, closed down uh, several of their of these flagship stores. I mean, these are big companies that are that are shutting down some of their stores in in Beverly Hills because of what's happening. So this increase in shoplifting, this increase in retail theft, is is getting to the point where it's it's coming uh, it's coming home to roost, and it's going to affect all of us because look. It is convenient to go on Amazon. It is convenient to go on the website and order that handbag from Louis Vuitton or whatever. Um, but it is not the same experience as going shopping with your family and friends and, and you know, walking through these beautiful shopping districts and shopping malls and retail stores and and getting to touch and feel things and all of that is part of the human experience. Uh, the fact that we are being uh, driven to uh, existing online for everything that we do is a bad idea. It's a bad mistake, and I think it's going to be um, hurting humanity. But what this bill is doing, it's going to just make it worse, because what this is doing is it's going to essentially make it illegal for an employee to confront or fight back against one of these looters a burglar, a shoplifter, um, and and you can be fined $18,000 if you intervene. So it really puts uh, criminals uh, uh, in charge. It puts every employee at their mercy. And uh, um, once you see this, I think you can't unsee this. But what this is, is this is really about centralization of power. Continued centralization of power happens because we get to uh, we, we get laws passed and policies put in place that attack and destroy small businesses. Okay, we saw this during COVID when they put uh, restraint on small businesses and things on small businesses that didn't allow small businesses to function while they 
uh, blessed and, and created uplift for big businesses. This is the same thing because for you to be a small business and have to hire a specially trained, because that's what they're requiring, is special training for security guards, okay? And you don't need, uh, I mean, look, as a security guard, and, and hey, uh, I, I've trained security guards. This is very important. You do have to have guys that are adequately trained, okay? But there is a beyond the ability to handle physical conflict and restrain somebody, arrest and control them. Beyond that, you don't need special training to deal with shoplifters, okay? But what they're doing is they're creating now an additional cost, all right? Because now for a, a security guy to go get that special training, okay, there's a, a, a fee to that. There is revenue that gets generated um, uh, by the state. Remember, all of these licenses, all of these things, you pay a little bit of, uh, of money for um, and, and you get certified, right? It's going to uh, be a boon to companies, you know, uh, again, I've, I've done security uh, training for people. I've, I've, I've got all of my security licenses. Um, so there's, there's going to be people that benefit in the security business. Uh, uh, there's going to be classes that are special retail theft and anti-shoplifting uh, classes and all that. So, um, but, but, the, but the state of California is the one that's going to make out. And it is going to be the small business owner that is going to suffer. They're the the Sikh that owns the Seven Eleven, and yes, that's a stereotype, but stereotypes work for a reason um, because the Sikhs are the ones that are coming out right now and pushing back against this bill. They're the ones that are actually uh, um, you know uh, leading the charge right now because they are the ones that own a, a tremendous number of these small liquor stores and convenience stores and things like that. I mean, that is that is a, a thing. And so they're they're coming out and saying, hey, you know, you, you probably saw the video and it was beautiful of those two Sikhs that um, confronted that regular repeat shoplifting offender that came in with the trash can and, and was dumping, um, I mean, just dragging everything off the shelves into his trash can, all of the vapes, all of the cigarettes. The guy was doing that and he'd done that before. And they they were fed up and they had had enough. And, and praise God, it was a beautiful picture of justice. But these dudes put a beat down on this guy, Singapore-style caning. And, and that's what we need to be doing to these folks. It would not take um, a lot for us to be doing this at retail um, uh, uh, businesses all over the country. You know, here in California, if you had just grabbed one or two of those looters that uh, that ran into Nordstrom to steal all those handbags and and um, you know all of those uh, uh, purses on display and everything like that, if you'd grabbed one or two of those guys and gave given them a uh, a just righteous beatdown. Um, you would you would uh, very quickly if that was the expectation that you might get a beatdown. You will curb this problem. But what we have done instead is we've said, hey, anything under you know nine hundred and seventy five dollars or whatever that exact number is. It's a misdemeanor, no big deal. It's it's nothing. Hey, you know, go for it. Uh, we've 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 put that message out there. We've also put that message that we aren't going to be chasing this stuff like we should be, and you aren't going to get thumped by a um, uh, a, a loss prevention 
professional. But the truth is, that's what we should do. So, again, this is a um, more centralization of power. This is an attack on small businesses. This is, a, this is a way for California to make more money uh, under the guise of workplace violence protection. All right, well, that's it for this news episode. We are out. To God be the glory. Hey, thank you for watching or listening to this show. If you are someone who listens to us on the podcast apps, please go to our Rumble channel. Even if you're not going to watch us there, we'd appreciate you hitting subscribe. We want to boost those numbers up and make sure that that channel continues to grow. But again, thank you so much for listening to us.